Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The Oilers came out to back during the 2006 Stanley Cup playoff run. It was a very special time in the city. Uh, somewhat unexpected. I've actually talked to Ken Holland a lot about it, and uh, he told me, Bob, point blank, once the Oilers got Dwayne Rollis and that separation between the two teams was nowhere near as much as the regular standings would say. And as I've only mentioned 6,433 times, Robin Brownlee and myself were the only two guys at Edmonton to pick the Oilers to beat Detroit. I just thought the Oilers were all uh, wrong for the Red Wings at that time. I've even had this conversation with Mike Babcock a number of years ago at a uh, downtown establishment uh, at Pub 1905 where Dan Baker uh, used to play for Babs back in the day. This is Oilers now, and we are pleased to be joined on the line by former Edmonton Oilers captain uh, Ethan Moreau. Ethan, how are you doing? Bob, I'm good. I'm good, man. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, you just heard that intro. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it kind of puts, you know what, it, 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 for the fans out there, there's a lot of other, uh, fans that became fans during that run. They weren't, you know, they, were, they weren't born or they weren't around in the 80s, and, yeah. and maybe they were too young to remember sort of that run around 90, you know, the 97, 98 teams that overachieved. And when you when you hear that music, does it take you back to, to gearing up there and getting ready to go out on the ice and just how nuts Rexall Place was back in the day? Yeah, it definitely does. That's that's the cool thing about music. It can take you back into times of your life and good times, bad times, and that was definitely a a, a thrilling time. And the adrenaline was uh, at its all-time high. But that was uh, 
Yeah, that was a special, special song, special night. Um, just uh, everything, everything about it was special. The Detroit series, you guys were underdogs, but you were a different team once you got Dwayne Rollison. Because did you, was there a sense of belief that we're not too bad? We just need a, a consistent stop once in a while, and, and Rolly kind of gave that to you. Yeah, I mean, it really took a while to to find his game, um, but in that Detroit series, he's, he was the best goalie in the world. And I've said this a lot to people: you don't you don't have to have the best goalie in the world. You just have to have probably one of the best goalies in the world at that time. And that's why timing's so important. But I remember Christmas saying, "We, you know, we have the best team in the league." And it's hard to say that when you're ninth and tenth, but. You know, if you look, if you look really deep into uh, uh, our numbers, we're a we're a, a team that won 40 games, 41 games that had a under, uh, I think 88 um, percent save percentage. So, if we had to win four three, we won four three. If we had to win six five, we had to win six five. Um, we found we found ways to get to that 95 points. So, with that confidence, I just and it wasn't that hard. I mean, if you just look through our line, I'm sure our our, our our top end guys, um, excluding prongs, didn't match up, but all the way through, we were pretty dominant. Yeah, Ethan, even going back, like I, I think of you know the O one and the O three series, and and I picked Dallas in O three against you guys just because they had two to one in terms of the salary structure of the team yeah. before we got the yeah. cap in place. But you guys yeah. had great analytics, Ethan, in in O one O two, the second yeah. best defensive team in the NHL. You guys had a pretty good group, didn't you? Yeah, we did. We did. We just, like you said, um, you know, I, I think I was a victim of the the the, the last goal in Game Six uh, against Brett Hall, where you know you, you take your you take your your you look at Modo for a second, and it's in Hall's stick, and it's in the net. So there's those are the kind of things that numbers don't tell you. It's just how good those guys are. Right. How they can they can how they can win a series and that that they're just a different echelon and Hall of Famers and um, but yeah we were we were very competitive and we, we we thought we had a chance you know just I, I maybe you thought we had more of a chance but it just completely different going in Detroit where um, I would say that we would we would have been very disappointed if we lost that series. Yeah, well, and I, I mean, they were like a 124-point team. We're joined by former Oilers captain Ethan Moreau, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. And uh, you talked about Chris Pronger. And uh, I love a guy that can have an animated discussion. And Chris ain't the least uh, bit afraid to back down on anything. And I'll let you know how he feels. And, uh, and sometimes he likes you more if you give it back to him a bit. But he, <laughs> like, game five in Detroit, when you guys went, you guys, it was a Saturday afternoon game. Uh, he was on. You got the commitment level that Mac T got out of your group, and it yeah. was illustrated at the end of the game with Hork blocking the shot off his head. I mean, you yeah. guys were prepared. Did you sense your team was prepared to go to a place that Mike Babcock and Detroit, couldn't get his Detroit team to go as that series wore on? Hundred percent, and that was a calculated, conscious decision that we were going to have to do things that we didn't want to do. I mean, I remember Steve Steve Stales, you know, after the game being like chopped, like I'm. Cross-checking this guy in the back, and he—I know he's got a bad back, and I just keep giving it to him and give it to him. And you know, what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> keep doing it. Hey, because if you—if you—if you don't, we're in trouble. Um, but I think that was the—that was the mentality. We're not going to—we're not going to 
we don't have the skill. We have good skill, but it's not your skill. So we're going to play the games, game, all the games in our terms. And Mac T did a masterful job of, yeah. of setting that up for us. We're on live with Ethan Moreau, the Oilers' former captain. So, Ethan, if you can maybe watch the uh, seven words that George Carlin uh, said you couldn't say on TV, and I always say them too, but just can't say it on radio. Uh, it's great. That's what makes live. That's what makes live radio live radio. Uh, I just remember you guys even targeting Brendan Shanahan, and it was like, pick your spot here, Brendan. What we got five guys to deal with you, and he was sitting there looking around. Game six, you're down two nothing after two periods at home. Did anything need to be said in your room at that time, or did you guys like what? What sort of what sort of occurred? Because you guys came out and drilled them in the third. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't recall exactly. I just think that we needed another level, um, and I think the, the the guys that we had were capable of, of getting to that next level. Um, obviously, timely goals, timely saves. I think it'd be if if we didn't include the the storyline with Roly in that series. I mean, that's the best he played. Right. Um, we had a we had a game plan to keep them on the outside, and we wanted to be outshot. We wanted to be outshot, you know, forty five, maybe twenty eight, something like that. Um, and we really protect the middle because we had a lot of confidence in Roley and and his ability to stop those pucks on the outside. And I think it was a, some somewhat of a shock for Detroit and how they played and how they were about ten years ahead of the NHL, where they 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 wanted to get the puck to the other side of the of the ice. They wanted those seam passes, and we wouldn't give them to them. If they wanted to take that slap shot or that wrist shot on the outside, go ahead. Um, and it was just, uh, like like I said, it was a masterful, it was, it was, it was the best part of coaching that, that Craig McTavish did while he was with the Oilers. Well, I remember you guys switched up your forecheck, and media in Detroit were complaining. They're like, well, you know, they're playing the trap. And I'm like, Detroit's been playing the left wing walk for like four years. Like, he's up yeah, here. Exactly. I got, exactly. <laughs> I always chuckled at that. I got out. So, San, you get San Jose in round number two. And yeah. I, I remember John Sexsmith, uh, he was a good buddy of mine, the, the hit that Rafi Torres landed on Milan Mahalik. And I think that hit, I mean, they won the first two games 2-1. You guys gutted out game three, but you completely kind of took that series over. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, there were a lot of people that looked at San Jose, and, you know, they had added Joe Thornton that year. He was a league MVP. But sometimes it's not a goal. Sometimes it's an explosive hit. And Mahalik was pretty good for those guys, and he was a non-factor yeah. after. Yeah, he was very good. And it was, uh, that, that rap he hit, and his, his, uh, his face turned blue. But it wasn't just Rafi, it was all of us. We were uh, we were on a mission to, we felt like they took it to us. We were a little bit surprised by their physicality, and some of their physical players weren't really tough players, and yep. our physical guys were tough players. So we basically said, hey, it ends here. And they had some guys that went from 9, 11 hits down to 1 and 2, and we went from guys with 2 to 3 up to 8 and 9. So we, we, we played like men. Um, I remember some of the quotes from the, the uh, the San Jose coach at the time, um, Ron Wilson. At, at, we we won the first game, and he said, "Oh, don't worry, everything's going to be fine." <laughs> well, it's not going to be fine. I think we yeah. outscored him like twenty eight to five after that. But um, it just showed you the depth and the and the type of team we had um, in that series against a very very good team. Anaheim, uh, you guys got up early, but you ran into some uh, sickness and some illness. 
Uh, and it, it damn near knocked the snot out of you guys, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And, and, and the scary thing about them, we won in five and we lose that game. Uh, we lose that game four and they were coming. Like I, I had the pleasure to play against Getzlaff, Perry and Bobby Ryan. And I remember being on the ice and one of the only times in my career thinking uh, I'm not good enough. Like I, I, there's not much I can do out here. Like these guys, they were playing at a level that I hadn't seen since, you know, maybe, maybe Mario and, 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 uh, and Jaeger. So I was pretty relieved that, that, that series, we won game six. Um, I think I scored the, the, the second goal in game six. And that was such a huge relief. Or game five, sorry. Game yeah, five. game five. Yeah. Because uh, if we don't win that game six, it sounds silly because we were up, uh, we were up three nothing, and then. Uh, um, but yeah, they were coming, and there was no. Um, obviously, they won the next year, I, I believe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they were coming, and 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 so that that was kind of the 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 weird part about the the different series. We beat them in five, but. To me, the biggest danger is if we don't get out of there alive, we're in, we're in huge trouble because that line, those three yep. guys were just, they were coming and there's nothing we could do. Well, they had Marchant playing with Penner and Lupel, and that line got him past Colorado. Lupel had like seven goals in that series, and then that's the yeah. year Getzlaff and Perry established them as stars. Ethan Moreau joining us. Did you guys get too long of a break in between? Like, did you lose some momentum, did you think, having the nine-day break in between the uh, conference final and the Stanley Cup championship? Well, it was uncharted waters. We've never been in that situation. Um, the organization did a very good job on, on, on trying to figure out, actually working with my brother at the time, who was our uh, strength and uh, conditioning and nutrition consultant, and figuring out what we should do. Um, we decided to go to New York, obviously. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The best, looking back on it, I think we, I was prepared for the series. Yeah. Um, ment- mentally, mentally, game seven, um, I don't think I was. Game seven, I wasn't myself. And I know a lot of guys after the years talking to them, we didn't have as much experience as they did. We had a better team, but they had more guys that have been in those situations. If you've never been in the game seven, it does something to you that, um, I wish I had prepared for, and I don't know what that is. If maybe we could have done some um, different um, different mental um, practices, or, or, or could have worked on something. Um, but again, we didn't know. We were this this is the team that's been in the finals for the first time in so many years. Right. So you can't really put any um, blame or say what we did was wrong. Um, I don't think it was the best preparation, um, but. We were still the best team. We still came out and played hard, and we lost our goalies. So it's a, it's hard to it's hard to uh, it's hard to know what what caused us to lose because we really believed. And, and when I say this, I know that Carolina fans and players probably think I'm a, I'm a, a homer or whatever. Yeah, a, yeah, a, a prick because I'm a sore loser. But I really thought that was the the least of the teams we played. Actually, can I tell you something, Ethan? We did an event together two years ago down in Red Deer for the Children's Advocacy Center. Terry Lowen, he's a, a great guy in Red Deer. And Mike Commodore was there from the Flames. And he started chirping a bit about Carolina. And I, we can't repeat what you said. 
I loved it. I thought that, that was the highlight of my night was you giving it back to Commodore. Yeah, like, yeah. you guys lose, Roley. Uh, you know, Conks went in there, and it was uh, – Mac. I wonder if Mac T had done it over again, if he would have just gone with Markkinen all the way as the backup. I understand what Craig did. He tried to be inclusive with everybody. Uh, yeah. Just before we get to Game 7, you, uh, you, you rally from 3-1 down. You get the overtime winner from Pisani. I remember something specific with you, Ethan, after game six. We'd gone in the room. We did the things, whatever. We interviewed the guys. Everybody was pumped up. And then I, I went walking out, and I poked my head back into the rink, and you were on the bench. about. And I think you had uh, one of your kids with you at the time. I don't know if you remember that, but it was a uh, – and uh, it, but to me it was really – a unique moment, and I'm 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 just trying to remember whether or not, uh, or, or, or do you remember going on the ice, uh, sitting on the bench about probably about 20 minutes after the game, on Game Six, yeah, at home, after it was over. Um, yeah, you know, honestly, Bob, I don't, I don't, I don't remember that specific moment. <laughs> well, it's a stupid stoffer thing that I remember. Well, That's kind I'll, of a guy. Yeah, I also have like eight concussions, so I I wouldn't feel too bad. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, and, and just to wrap up, I mean, you, you you played 11 years for the organization. You ended up becoming the captain of the team. Uh, there's always going to be a little bit of bitterness, but when you when when you think back, it was a pretty amazing accomplishment with what your group was able to achieve that year, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was the accumulation of of, of Jason Smith, um, and if you want to go back further, uh, Kelly Buckberger and, and Dougie Wade and Bill Guerin. That yeah. taught Jason and I, and taught Stevie, and then Horkoff. We we had this good thing building. I mean, Jason and Stevie and I worked together for almost ten years. We built a culture there, and 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 to uh, Pronger and Samsonov and Pekka's, um, it was it was very professional to see them um, go into our group and and accept lesser roles when it came to being vocal and and how the team was run. We, we, we ran the team the, the way that we had in the last three years, and they were great. They, they, they let us do that because we knew it was the right way. We had certain things that we wanted to focus on. We had certain principles that we lived and, and died by, and, and uh, every, everybody bought in. And it was a, it was, a, it was, it was years coming. The year, year before, we won 36 games with not a great roster. Um, we just needed players, and more importantly, after Tommy left, we needed a goalie. But um, yeah, it was just a, a special, a special group of guys that loved the city of Edmonton, which, which, in years um, later, I think people really. Um, Yep. Um, didn't put enough value in that people that wanted to be in Edmonton. You can't just make trades and put people in Edmonton. You got to have people that want to be there, and if they want to be there, keep them there. And that was a huge um, mistake. And in, in 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 my opinion, what happened after that? Because there's no reason that our team shouldn't have been good for another two, three years. Well, look at the de-evolution. I mean, you had you had Kevin and Mac T, and they wanted to be in Edmonton. And so they understood the value of that. And some moves that ended up happening two or three years later included having uh, somebody else take the helm, Steve Tambellini, and uh, the team went into a full-blown rebuild. Ethan, we appreciate your time. Let's touch base down the road, okay? All right, man. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is former Oilers captain Ethan Moreau. You heard him say it. Uh, 
hit on a lot of uh, key things there. It's 12.53. Bob, I don't remember it. I had eight concussions. Uh, well, it was a pretty cool moment. And for many of you listening right now and texting us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, no question, it was uh, a special run. Uh, this text comes in from uh, Phil, Fear the Finn. He is the San Jose Sharks fan. Bob, yet another cheap 30 hit against the San Jose Sharks with no call. Not surprised on Rafi Torres. Well, Rafi would get about a 20-game suspension for that hit now. There's no question. That was, he absolutely blew up Milan Mahalik. And I- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I swear that was the game changer in that series. You can text us at any time. We'll take a timeout. It's 12.54 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.56 in Edmonton. Uh, yeah, I would like to thank uh, the Oilers organization and uh, the Oilers alumni, uh, the work of Patrick Garland and Sean May and Andre Prim for helping us set up uh, Ethan Morrow. Uh, Jack texts in the show, not Jack uh, Michaels. Jack texts in the show and says, Cactus Jack, Morrow was terrific. Uh, Mitch adds, uh, excellent interview uh, and a real feel to it. No question about that. Uh, this text comes in, love Chopper, heart and soul guy, played his heart out every night. The, the team from, you know, 97, 98, I mean, those mammoth upsets, and I've referred to it a lot, I mean, they – I didn't think, put it this way, I actually thought Colorado was better than Dallas. Colorado in 98 was better than Dallas in 97. Oilers pulled off those upsets. Ethan was part of those growing teams uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, they took to, you know, Dallas to 6 and 0, uh, 01 and 0, 03. And I've often said, you lose a playoff series in six or seven games, could have gone either way. Okay, you beat a team in 405. Uh, you're usually better than them. That's all there is to it. Uh, we got Brian Lawton and David Staples till the uh, come on today's edition of Oilers Now. Uh, Ethan Moreau was our Oilers Now headliner for Touchback Safety, a family business taking care of your family during uncertain times. Training sessions still readily available. Do want to tell you during the season, all season long, the Oilers Now injury report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Uh, Jim Brown, Trent Brown. The gang at James H. Brown, they're there for you when accidents happen. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell followed by David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.